I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I am Chris Visions. I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. I love games. I love video games. Uh, and Emerald City Comic Con! Hey, I'm Christopher Sabella. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? It's Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw. I've been digging it. I'm very glad you like it. Way to go, John. <laughs> hey, you know, we're on the fly. <laughs> Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Nolan North! Uh, you know, great cosplayers, great fans. It's talk about the amazing Spider-Man and Silk Infinite comic. Matt Jet City! Bob McCloud, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert! About a year ago, I got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> the name oh, of the game Gravisar. is Gravisar. <laughs> and uh, we're actually Studio Emma. I'm at Geek Girl Con with Stephen Poole. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Yeah, um, I'm Phoenix Jones. I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geekstar Costuming. Hey, hi, well, I'm Katie of Katie Clark Art. And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Uh, hey, guys, I'm thrilled to be on. So, Rebecca, tell us what you've been working on lately. As always, my little vampire's webcomic. Hi, I'm Zenis, the rapper. So I'm Kazuo Maeda, I'm the uh, Imigo Softworks partner. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello out there and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hey, Man, Rob, hi. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it interesting and fun. It was a journey. That was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> a journey. <laughs> was that Don't Stop Believing? You know? There you go. Uh, <laughs> no, that, was, that wasn't that wasn't Journey, was it? I don't care. Rob, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How you doing, John? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, hanging in there, you know? Right on, right on. Any news? Well, uh, somebody over at uh, uh, at Lucas had, uh, or or so so. You guys know I work with We Love Fine doing uh, doing uh, shirt designs for uh, Marvel and Star Wars primarily at this point, and uh, um, it's under the same umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the Disney umbrella, which is. Maybe held by Rihanna, like a godlike Rihanna somewhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, Star Wars has has a more in depth uh, um, process for approvals than than like Marvel or, or uh, basically everybody has their own kind of little process. But of but course. with Star Wars, um, you know, the, they 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 have like approval over like every little step. Next, we want to see it like sample printed and then sent to us so we can see if this is indeed something that we want you know uh, to go out and represent us um and so it's so, so uh i have just passed that that phase 
of, oh, cool. uh, of approval here for, for, for Kylo here. So we'll, we'll be seeing him hopefully sooner than, than later. So that was uh, in, like, it's like, it's like one more check on the list, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. I, to be honest, I'm not sure how many checks there are in that check. <laughs> I've seen a few of these where we're like, they send you back this, this, uh, this kind of form that, that shows like the design and, and like where they are in the approval process and whatnot. And, and I've seen some of these that have like the, the, the option of like eight checks. So, so <laughs> if, if that's the case, then this is going to be a long process, you know, I, I <laughs> uh, but, but uh, regardless, you know, it, it's always good when you get that, uh, when you get that notification going, Hey, somebody, somebody, uh, you know, uh, uh, took a look at this and they liked it and are like, yes, this this is this is suitable to represent us as an entity. Yeah. So the next step in the check mark list is to get Pablo Hidalgo and Dave Filoni and George Lucas to start wearing them around. There you go. Oh, oh and JJ Abrams. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, you have more of those connections than I do, but I'll I'll be happy to to you know pick up a couple extra shirts when I uh, when I order them here, and uh, <laughs> if you can get them in in the right hands. <laughs> yeah, give me a. You know what? Sometime get me a. When you get a shirt in hand, send me a picture, and then I'll get it sent out to those guys and see if anyone bites. Because <laughs> it would be cool to see them wearing it at a convention or something. <laughs> that would be a trip, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, because yeah. I have no direct ties. It's just, you know. Oh, you know, up. it'll be one of those things that passes from hand yes, to hand. Yes, exactly. Hand yeah. Hand. It's like, oh, I will send it to you, and you will send it to uh, so uh, to your contact in Georgia, and your contact <laughs> in Georgia will send it to Joe Jackson up in you know Chicago, <laughs> and blah 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 blah. Yeah. The trail shall go forever. A B C one two three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool, Rob. I really hope uh, I can't wait to see that shirt. I think that you know you got some awesome art. You got some incredible talent. Uh, thanks, buddy. I'm uh, happy that it's finally being put to. Well, I can't say good use because you've always put your art to good use. But... <laughs> <laughs> At this or you know, yeah, whatever you know, yeah, whatever. Sitting in the bottom of a closet for 15 years, or or I mean, it, at least it's serving some it's sort of out function. there, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it'll be so cool. Like, like when I see it out in the wild for the first time, I I think I'll just kind of lose my <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> there are bonuses to wearing a kilt. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you right now. Well, Christina oh. knows because she's worn skirts. Right? <laughs> 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 Although I don't always prefer to, but yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. We're out in the woods. Don't worry at all. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, you're walking through, uh, you know, Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or, or if you're a Florida resident, you're walking through Walmart. I'll just go right here. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that just takes me back to, you know, people of Walmart. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, that song in the video. Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I think I've watched a few of those and just laugh, cried till my face hurt before. Dude, I used to work in one at that at, at a point in time. Let me tell you, uh, you see some stuff that you will just never unsee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob I, has no love for Walmart's. I'll tell you uh, that. Just, I feel like you walk through those doors and you're automatically uh, like transported to like a new the world. back country of like Alabama or Mississippi 
Or, or you've been pushed into the future where they had, oh, crap, why did I lose the name of the movie? Idiocracy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Okay, this is my question. I guess if you were considering going out in, say, your pajamas um, mm-hmm. at one point, you know that you'd be safe at Walmart, but you'd end up, <laughs> you'd end up on one of those sites. You'll be fashionably <laughs> correct there, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think of it as urban camouflage. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty then, Christina. What have you been up to? Not much, but uh, I was at a store today, and um, yeah, all right. They Way they, to go. <laughs> they, uh, they sell you know a lot of the different uh, like there's. It wasn't hot topic, but it it had a lot of the in now type stuff. But if you money toward um, a local food bank. Um, yeah, but it's really cool because they have Star Wars stuff, Harry Potter stuff, you know, Pokemon, the whole, uh, Pushin, Disney, um, do they they have have yokai, yokai, yokai watch? I'm sure they do. I did not look for that because I always zoom right toward the Star Wars section. Um, this might be a really dumb question, but do you know where Pushin comes from? Is it like an anime thing or is it just like a, a random character? It's a cat. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it, but like, I, don't know. I have no idea where it came from. It was just sort of popped out of nowhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's a funny chubby cat, I guess. So it's got to be an enemy. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I found out because um, I have I now I, I, while you guys were talking, I was thinking the brand name. Um, it's by Loungefly. I think in my one picture you saw with um, the one guy, I have a stormtrooper uh, purse and a stormtrooper wallet. Um, I have a BB-8 purse now that's the same shape as the um, Stormtrooper one. And I was walking through the store and the guy goes, oh, is that a lounge fly purse? And I said, yes. And he goes, did you know that that bag is completely vegan leather? And I was all, huh? You know, but he proceeded to tell me, which I kind of tuned out a little bit because I don't know why. Um, It's that kind of day. Um. Is anybody yeah. jumping in your face talking about vegan leather is pretentious <laughs> as hell? Vegan, le- <laughs> vegan leather. Le- leather, yeah. But he, he was telling me that he said, yeah, we carry the largest amount of lounge fly products. And some lady who's an artist that creates these things. Uh, but they sell a lot through Think Geek as well. If you go to the Think Geek site and look at uh, the purses, especially Star Wars purses, those are usually made by a uh, lounge fly. And, um, um, but they had, if I had like hundreds of dollars, I would have bought like four purses only because, because one of them looks like a mini backpack. I, I, I geeked out in one little corner of the store going, I want this bag. I want that bag. Oh, look at that R2 backpack. The guy was having fun watching me look at all the stuff. I'm all, Oh, look, a shower <laughs> curtain. You know, I was just looking at everything. And, you know, I think they were, they were thinking I was going to buy something. I'm all, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but next time, you know, I'll go with my, my cashola and probably get that one purse. But, uh, I love stores like that. I love stores that have, you know, like hot topic in this, the store, but at least when you buy in this store, they're donating to feed the hungry. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah, always. But I love, I, you know, anybody want to makes me happy, send me into Hot Topic. And I, literally, I will stand there and look at every t-shirt, every 
every item, piece of clothing, bathing suit. I mean, I will look at it and go, oh man, you know, I, I will look at everything. They have clearance boxes. I will look through that. I mean, I love that store. So that's my geekiness for the day. Which shop was it? Um, I love Hot Topic. No, but he but meant the other shop. They had the. It was called Box Lunch. Oh. Hmm. Huh. We actually have the the only Think Geek store up here that was uh, that's like uh, west of the Mississippi. Oh. Uh, yeah, actual is... real store, like more yeah. brick and mortar one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, like I, I got there the first time and I was just like, oh my god, this is like uh, my pilgrimage place. <laughs> Well, and they are now um, some GameStops. There's one GameStop here that's half GameStop, half ThinkGeek. I think they're mm-hmm. owned by the same company. Yes. Because the oh, interesting... Uh, GameStop the interest, bought out them. Oh, is that what it was? Them out. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I found out when you... Because Christina had sent me a gift card for, I don't know, birthday or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And I found out when I was going to use it that I could use it on GameStop stuff. And I was like, oh, neato, frito. <laughs> John's, like, John's like, I thought I could only use it on this site, but now I have more than yeah. one place. There, were, there was Boys. like a larger selection of Star Wars things to choose from. Yes. And okay, okay, okay. But I have one more geeky oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, go. Due to an awesomely kind friend, I bought myself a Death Star waffle maker. Oh. And um, I made a protein. I have this protein uh, waffle mix. I made a protein Death Star waffle. That is so cool. Yes. You may fire set up when ready. I ate the moon. <laughs> That's not a moon. Eat this fully armed and operational waffle star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's no moon. It's a waffle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so what hey, my I found, said. I found out. So this is actually quite a story of uh, unintentional success. Pushing hmm. Cat was these people. So Claire Belton and Andrew Duff. Now, if I have the right, if I have the correct one, because apparently there is a number of different copycats of this now, but I believe this is where it came from. I see so what you did there. They had a. Ha, that was good. Yeah, I I didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) Uh, So they had their Facebook, and one of them drew this stupid little cat that was based on a chubby gray tabby cat that Belton, so Claire Belton's parents, owned. And the name of the cat was Pusheen, which stemmed from an Irish word, P-U-I-S-I-N, which means kitten in Irish. Okay. Well, people liked the little cartoon cat, so she made a little comic strip of it. And Andrew and her started doing little sticker sets on their Facebook page because people kind of liked it. And then from there, they started including Belton. uh, So Belton herself Mm -hmm. and Duff, which is Andrew's last name, you know, and Mm -hmm. then their dog named Care. And uh, ended up creating a comic strip that started in 2011. So that was all back in like 2009, 2010. So 2011, they started a comic strip. Mm-hmm. And it was called Everyday Cute. And then they lost. They ended up launching a spinoff dedicated just to Pushing Cat 
in 2013 called I Am Pushing the Cat. And it was just their collection of strips that featured the cat mostly. And then it blew up from there and became an article in PC Magazine. It became its own emoji, its own Unicode. And then they called it Facebook's Priority Emoji, locking it in as sort of a vendor lock-in. Um, it grew on the popularity of cats on the internet, ended up creating an exhibition in the New York City Museum of Moving Images, which became a phenomenon highlighting Pusheen. And then uh, the Facebook gathered over 9.1 million fans as of 2016 and now has expanded with incredible multitudes of merchandise that are found everywhere as of 2017. And then they have all these references and everything. So I think that is the whole origin of that wonderful cat and a complete well, unintentional. I, it looks as though it was a complete unintentional <laughs> blow up, you know, <laughs> which is kind of cool, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, and, for sure. Good when on things them. go viral by accident, it's like, you know, do you ever saw that thing? It's called, I think it's called Nyan Cat. It looks like a cat with a pop tart body. Yeah, Nyan Cat. Yeah, uh, you're just like, uh, who came up with these things? <laughs> well, it was that little pop tart monster that's on every box, or it used to be on the boxes of pop tarts that was just sitting there saying crazy things. It's just funny. And they put a cat head on them, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just, but you know, uh, what was it, not last year, but the year before, um, I got to meet, I got to take that picture with Grumpy Cat, that was epic. I know, that's like the biggest star in the world. <laughs> Grumpy Cat is bigger than Matt Damon. <laughs> Physically? That's amazing. <laughs> that's probably true too, yeah, right? <laughs> So I'm John, your host of the Super Awesome Geek Show, and now it's my turn. <laughs> yes. So today, get this, uh, I cleaned out like a lot of the junk that was just getting thrown into my room. And now I can start going through all the toy boxes and everything and sort everything out. for what Girl, I can go to bed now. No. What was supposed <laughs> to go on the eBay store and what was supposed to go on like my displays because it somehow got all mixed up. But an interesting thing, so I tried to do an Amazon store as well as the eBay store, and the Amazon mm -hmm. store sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so it's not what I expected, and it's not going to work out. So that was kind of a bummer. So What's we can stop deal? that it's right just... there. <laughs> well, it, it made it sound like it was sort of an affiliate thing where you choose products that Amazon already has, and it says... Uh -huh. You know how you always see the thing that says sold by such and such toy company, fulfilled by Amazon, free prime shipping, right? Uh-huh. Well, the way that they list that sort of store, when you go to open that kind of store, it makes you believe that you can choose any product that exists on Amazon that is sold as a prime, uh, Amazon prime commodity or whatever you call it, right? Product. Uh-huh. And you could then sell them on your storefront. So if people say, like, they know the Super Awesome Geek Show or they know Kingdom of the Geeks, which is the parent company to Super Awesome Geek Show, um, they might go there because they are familiar with that name and you would be, like, sending business to Amazon based on your name. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of how affiliate programs work, right? 
mm-hmm. you know. And so I chose like 30 products and then they sent me an email saying we're waiting for you to deliver them. And I'm like, deliver mm-hmm. them? What are you talking about? I don't have any of these products. And they were like, no, you have to have the products. You deliver them to one of our warehouses by mailing them all to us. And then we put them in the thing. And then we ship them and package them and do all the stuff in the returns and take care of all the business side of it for you. So you don't have to worry about shipping every day. Mm-hmm. And. I'm like, so wait a minute, you want me to pay for the cost of shipping everything to you and then pay for this? And I'm like, no wonder every Star Wars figure that's $19.99 in the stores is $50 on Amazon. Because mm-hmm. they got to pay all these extra fees and mail it to Amazon and do all this other crap. You know what I mean? So the same, that's why you see the same exact figures jacked up. All the toys, Transformers, Star Wars, Voltron, like everything is jacked up like... 50 to 100% more than what the retail price is because they have to go through this whole hassle of sending it all there and paying Amazon all this crazy amount of money to do it. And once you get locked in, you're kind of stuck. So I canceled the whole thing and got out of it before I got stuck. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why, and that's why, um, the NES classic, that little mini thing, um, that's why it's going for like 200 something right now. Because, well, that's because people are price gouging and yeah, there's a right, super and, limited supply. And they're not and, make they're not making it anymore because they are going to make a mini super NES now. Oh cool. That's and they're fo- and they're focusing on the um also the Nintendo Switch. Um Oh, because the Switch has all the original games, doesn't it? Well, the Switch can, yeah, but it's you can get some of them on the Wii as well, the Wii U. But you know, because I was talking to the guy in in uh, the GameStop store, and I was like, I really wanted to get one of those, and he's like, Yeah, they made limited ones. He goes, and then they stopped their focus on it because the Switch was coming out, so they didn't make too many of them, and now they're making the Switch in mass production because the Switch is the newest thing, and they're going to now focus on something else. So that's it. They're not going to make any more of the minis. And I think what people did is like, oh, I bought this. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to sell it. And it's like 200 and something bucks where it started out only to be like barely even under 100 bucks. Yeah. That's how commodities work across the board, though. I mean, if if you get something that's really, really highly desired and there's a limited supply, then, of course, the price is going to go up. That's just normal. Yeah. You know I mean? That's, there's what a happened, bunch of stuff. that's what happened with some of the pops, too. Like, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, like the last Star Wars celebration, not this, you know, the one that was in Anaheim, when some of those pops went out, I'm all watch, they'll be up on Amazon, and they're up, they went like 10 bucks more than what they were because people bought a mass amount of them. Yeah, there's some. Um, I've noticed that there's four things that you are pretty much, you're you're like probably ninety percent sure that you're gonna have a guarantee go up. Now the Nintendo thing was also that Nintendo underestimated the popularity of that device. They honestly did not believe that hardly. They only thought like people who were above forty five or fifty would actually purchase it. They didn't realize that kids would also want the uh, the old retro games. Well, and it's so tiny. So they underestimated the popularity of these old retro games drastically. And that's just because, you know, there's probably old people running the place, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, if they had someone like you, me, or one one of us, we would have yeah. said, uh, no, you need no, to make need more to... than that. No, yeah. Yeah, trust me, you need to make more than that. No, 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 no. More than that. <laughs> Try one billion copies, then you'll be fine. One billion dollars. <laughs> no. But uh, any of the Lego sets that are probably about $20 or more will skyrocket yes. as soon as they go, uh, as soon as they get into the... Um, discontinued section where they no yes. longer produce them usually mm-hmm. takes sure. a year, a year and a half to two years, depending on the set. But, um, I mean, there are some sets that were $30 when they first came out years ago that are now in the hundreds, if, if not above $500, you know, and any of those big sets, I mean, it's really tough to afford them, but like the death star that's out right now, that's like $500. Mm. If you buy that and hang on to it in the box, when it gets discontinued, it's going to go up to a thousand or two thousand bucks, you know, because every single one of those, every single Star Wars Lego that was four to five hundred dollars has gone. Once it gets discontinued, has gone up to the thousands of dollars yeah. and people are getting it. They're selling them, mm-hmm. you know, like crazy. Almost any Transformer and I'm not kidding, almost any except for the animated series ones. But I mean, anything from the video games, anything from the G1 lines, Generations lines. I mean, as soon as the figure becomes discontinued, they double, triple, quadruple, sometimes five times the value. I mean, just look at Metroplex. You know, that that more recent Metroplex, he was like a $100 figure. Some people were finding him for $80 at Costco, things like that. You can't touch him now for less than $300, you know? And uh, even loose ones that are just the figure with no packaging. Mm -hmm. And then Star Wars Black Series, Darth Maul was a peg warmer, okay? There were like hundreds of thousands of Darth Mauls. It was the only figure you could find at like all the Walmarts and Targets and Fred Meyer stores and like everything. Like every time you went when Black Series first came out, it was like all Darth Maul. And you're like, God damn it, why can't I find any of the other figures? And now Darth Maul is probably the most expensive one. He's over 100, 120, sometimes 150. You know, and uh, Anakin Skywalker is another one. He was a peg warmer. There was like thousands of them everywhere. And then when they discontinued him, now he's like at least a hundred dollars. You know, you're crazy. It's crazy. So any Black Series that you see, especially on discount, just buy it, hang on to it. And when it gets discontinued, you're gonna. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna bond, if you're interested in like not playing the stock mock stock market. But you want to play like toy market for your retirement? There you go. <laughs> oh, what's that one uh, constable figure from the last uh, from the last uh, uh, Black Series? Uh, had a, a goofy kind of hat that sort of looked like a plate. Was it? Was it General? Was it Hux there? No, it was like Constable. Started with a Z, I think. Zuvio. Uh, oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that one. That one was just. Uh, has been sitting on the pegs or had yeah. sat on the pegs forever. You think that, that, that one? <laughs> that might be the exception, unless they, <laughs> unless he somehow shows up in a future movie. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he ended up being in a deleted scene, so that's why we never saw him in the film. You know? Oh, sucks to be him. Yeah. So, actually, I think there were two figures in the original line for Force Awakens that ended up being their scenes got deleted so you never saw them but we got figures of them and and nobody cared <laughs> and no one cared because they don't even know who they are any any kid that watched the movies like who the hell is this guy so they're mm-hmm. not buying them only it was only us fans that were bought them on the day before seeing the movie that we were 
like, oh, cool, look at this guy. But now we're all like, who is he and why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Constable Odo, Constable Zuvio, sorry. (laughs) Okay, Constable Odo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said four, right? What was the other thing? So there was Transformers, the Star Wars Black Series, any Lego. I don't remember what the fourth really hot thing was, but oh well. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I'll think of it some other day. Three in the morning, I'll get up and I'll tack it onto the end of the recording. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you sh- you, and you need to say that, so it's three in the morning, and I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, because that's how it works, right? You suddenly wake up in the middle of the night, and the only thing on your mind is whatever that thing was you couldn't remember earlier in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. The fourth item is a pop vinyl exclusive figures. If it's an exclusive figure... And it, when it, once it sells out and they're no longer producing it, they skyrocket. No, mine is usually something that I didn't say that I wanted to say that I probably shouldn't say. But what would happen if I say it? Let me try this out in my head. Oh, gosh, this is how they'll react. Oh, never mind. That's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's horrible and then you dream about it that you said it and then you're like you wake up and you go oh crap is that person mad at me now and then you're like oh I never said that I just dreamt it oh crap yeah that leads to the dark side you have ruminating thoughts that's what that is I seriously as much as I pretend to be on the light side I swear it must be like Vader's daughter or something yeah you're you're you're, you're moving over to the dark side right or you can accept the idea that there is no light or dark that there's only the entirety of the force at, to use at your disposal. Yes. Right. And, and... The Ashla and the Bolgan. Oh, yes. But yeah, no, I, I, I know those thoughts. And I'm also one of those people that needs to tell you as soon as the thought crosses my head, not that I will text them or tell them about it later. I have to literally pick up my phone, type it in the text, send it, and then... It, then it's out of my head because if I go on with what I'm doing throughout the rest of the day, I will completely forget it. I have so many other thoughts going on in my head that, you know, it will get lost. Uh, who are you? <laughs> I, I've completely forgotten who I'm talking to. Right, exactly. Yeah, but the good thing was the ebay store is back up and the new uh format for ebay is fantastic i'm loving the new all the new designs for the templates and i made a million different templates for all the different stuff that i have in the closet that's going to be selling and next step is just sorting it all out and so everything will go up on ebay and i'm skipping the whole amazon thing So, uh, yeah, if you if anyone's interested in checking out cool toys that we have rescued, I call them new and rescued toys because I do have new and I have rescued toys on Kingdom of the Geeks eBay store. So tiny the little toy rescuer, tiny little plug there. Right. <laughs> Plus artwork and postcards and, you know, whatever else I get, you know, all geeky stuff. Or stuff my dad finds that he's like, can you put this on eBay for me? <laughs> It has nothing to do with your toys, but I just want it up there. So that's why sometimes you'll see an electronic device or something. But the other cool thing, thing, the other cool thing was we broke out. So I had, I had got, so a long time ago, like long, long time ago in a state far, far away, 
I uh, found a Star Wars 8mm black and white silent film. All the reels for the whole movie. It's shorter than the actual movie. They make a, like a quick version. But it's one of those ones that's silent. So every like couple scenes is a black screen. And it has it says like Obi-Wan hands Luke Skywalker his father's saber. You know? And then it shows Luke like swinging it around. And then like Obi-Wan says that Luke's father was the greatest Jedi of them all. You know, and it's like a black screen with white letters on it with like this funny little outline. You know what I mean? So is there a piano player to go along with it? You know? No, I hope I was wishing, but I thought maybe, <laughs> um, maybe I could play the star Wars soundtrack in the background or something as I watch it. But so today, so I, I, in, okay. So in the process of trying to get this movie to work over the last, I mean, I got it when I was in New York. So this film has traveled from New York to Seattle, where it lived there for 17 years and has now traveled down to Florida. So, I mean, I've been working on trying to get this movie working and going for the last 20 odd, maybe 25 years, you know? Oh, boy. Well, I finally got like three different eight millimeter projectors, hodgepodge them all together to make one work. (laughs) because you never can find one at a thrift store that totally works there's always something wrong with it or broken and uh today dad brought out the little tape that he made because he had an eight millimeter film camera okay and it was my brother's like first or second birthday party oh whoa and you can see me and my brother playing and I have my, um, there's a shoots and ladders board game that we have on the ground. And I'm like, oh, look at that. And then you can see my Hot Wheel case in the background. It was a tire, made like a tire. And it had like this little handle on it. So all the Hot Wheels are in that. And then you can see the speak and spell off to the side. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, is it, is the, and then the, oh, and the one that, uh, what's the one that you spun? And it goes, the cow says moo. moo. The speak and spell? Oh, no, no, no. speak and spell was like the E.T. thing, you know? Oh, what was that one? Yeah, you spun the little big, it was a giant arrow in the center that was like as big as a kid's head, but you, it was easy for the kids to spin, and it would be like, the sheep goes, bah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> sh- the sh- shoot, hold on. <laughs> We're not going to remember it. No, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like. This. I'm like looking at all the these things. Say the is farmer it a says. Say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the I'm farmer. looking at all these fun little toys. Oh, and there was a Tonka truck on the ground. You know, and I'm like, oh, look at that. It looks like the ones that were made out of metal that like cut you to shreds. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And so I was like, that's kind of cool that I'm watching. And you know, the whole time it's like like the eight millimeter, and it's all silent. You know, and jumping around a lot. And then it goes outside. And this is where it all gets awesome because I'm on my big wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Looking like a total badass riding my big wheel, you know, with a leather jacket. I got flaps coming off it. You know, there's girls on the back of it all like, woo, half naked and stuff. And, and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I'm, and my brother comes up next to me in his little roller stroller you know those little round things that they used to stick the kids in that have wheels on the bottom? <laughs> they still have them, I think, right? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so he waddles up next to me, and I, I then I look like an idiot, you know, because you got this little kid next to me in my biker gang. 
I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there singing like "Big Wheel, Keep On Turning." You know, Bob <laughs> Mary, keep on burning, <laughs> rolling, rolling out of <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> with, with full full awareness of what "Proud Mary, Keep On Burning." You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at that time in your life. <laughs> oh, of course I. I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> I was a little kid. You don't know what's going on, right? <laughs> but yeah, well, Dad was into it. He said, mm. "Yeah, he's admitted it to me by now." You know. <laughs> well, you know, he you know just pass one back and forth a little bit. Yeah, he he just kind of like looked at me like Anakin Skywalker all my life. <laughs> <laughs> When he was talking to Padme, you get it, right? <laughs> In that, I first, you, sir. that first film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and don't ever buy any of those Transformers movie toys. Those things are garbage. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're just ugly to begin with. You know, I mean, just, 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 just right off the bat, they're just ugly. Uh, all the Bayformer designs are just fucking hideous. Yeah. I like the hashtag that's going around, like get rid of M Bay or something like that. I forgot. Oh, I screwed it up already, didn't I? I think it's like please Hasbro get rid of get rid of M Bay is what the hashtag was or something like that. A long hashtag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like you know, it's just funny I think because I think the whole world doesn't like those movies and they keep making the damn things, you know. Yeah. But like, Isn't he gonna be doing a Thundercats? Oh, uh, please here don't soon. ruin Thundercats. I know there's Sorry, a new man. cartoon coming. And I know there's a new Silverhawks cartoon coming, too. Well, I have I... a question. Mm. Did you guys see... I have not, so I'm just asking if you've seen uh, Guardians 2 yet. Yes. Okay, I have not yet. Well, we were talking about that last episode. I think Rob was the only one who had seen it. Oh, that's right. I See, I told you. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Who are All you again? Good. I don't know. Who are you? Ah. Yeah, I, I want to go, especially since um Disney sent me a thing today where I got three movies for five dollars. But your only three movie choices are to get a ticket to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, a ticket to see there was one of the other movie was something I was sort of interested in, but then the other one was like Cars eighteen or whatever it was. Like, is, there, is, there a, is there a new Cars movie coming out? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it was Airplanes 15 or something. But Because they've made like 20 Cars and Airplane movies, and they're all in the same what universe. What about Seahawks 12? <laughs> there you go. Dear Disney, I would like tickets to the Seahawks. Thank you. I'm just going to ask anybody who will give me a ticket. So I might just take them up on the $5 Guardians one, but um, that might be it. Go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah, Guardians been... definitely worth watching, dude. It was it was solid stuff. Yeah, and me being of limited capital right now, I, I think $5 yes. is a pretty good price to see that movie. Right. But um, Yeah, I got kind of lucky. They So, like, because everything was being turned back on while I was after the move, you know, the eBay store and various other things like mm. eBay sent me a welcome back $25 gift card. 
And nice. uh, so I ended up using that on a whole bunch of. Well, there was a limited selection of things you could choose, and mm-hmm. most of it, most of it is stuff that's related to mar- merchandising or marketing or uh, helping out your eBay store. So I just choose chose all the supplies. So they're sending me like 800 boxes and a bunch of tape and uh, packing bubbles and whatever else. So I was like, yeah, send me a bunch of free stuff like that. That's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, why the hell not? Right. Yeah. Cause you always need to pack those things good when you ship them. But um, yeah. And then Amazon was like, I got $10 from them. I think because I started the store. So I used it already, but then canceled the store. So, <laughs> cause I didn't like the idea behind it. Uh-huh. So I have, um, there's a Yoda print coming, some kind of Yoda print that was on the list of stuff I could choose from. Oh, nice. And then Disney movies anywhere gave me two things and I got a, so I have a star Wars. Um, cause you got, you got, I don't know if you know about Disney points, but anytime you buy something at a Disney store or at the Disney like parks, or if you buy a, a movie that is dis that Disney owns, so even even Star Wars like Rogue One or any of the Marvel movies, inside mm. the thing you'll see a little thing that a little slip of paper that says "Don't forget to check your points" or whatever. And when you put in that code, it just keeps adding to your points. And it's kind of interesting because, like, for every movie that I put in, I've received around a hundred points or so. I didn't even know this because I haven't been keeping track. I just go okay and I punch it in there, but sure. um. It's only a thousand points for a, a totally free Blu-ray movie, hard copy, mailed to your house. You get the hard copy and the digital copy, and huh. it's it's mailed to your home for a thousand points. So I was like, wow! I didn't, and I've got like nine hundred points already. So I was like, I only need a hundred more points, and I can get a hard copy of Star Wars Rogue One. And because uh, I I only have it digital, you know that Voodoo gave me, you know. So mm-hmm. when we did the Voodoo viewing party. Which I highly recommend if you ever want to join one. Those voodoo viewing parties are really fun. Uh, uh, but anyways, I have no idea what, of what you speak. <laughs> Sorry. So voodoo is a movie aggregator. So like, in, you know how a podcast aggregator can pull podcasts from all the different websites that you're um, interested in listening to, sure. similar to what iTunes does and Google Play and various other things. That's what's going on behind the scenes. They're aggregating, which means gathering all these podcasts and content from various different websites so mm-hmm. you know and then uh so voodoo does a similar thing but for movies so whether you own it on ultraviolet on sony on disney movies anywhere on wb on xfinity or whatever company your your cable comes through if you buy a movie on there or you you know so even netflix is on there for certain free movies and stuff you know and mm-hmm. um so it aggregates them all into one place, but you can also purchase and get movies through Vudu. And the other thing is too, is every once in a while, for me, it seems to be about every other month, they send you a $3 credit and I just, and th- their intention, I think you can rent the movies through them and they have movies to rent from 99 cents all the way up to $4, $3.99 for the current release, you know? But mm-hmm. if you just wait a month, it'll go to two ninety nine. You wait like two months more, and it goes to one ninety nine. So if you have the patience, even the newest movie will come down to one ninety nine or ninety nine cents after a couple months. So you know you don't have to be crazy and spend the four dollars right away if you don't want to. Sorry, Voodoo. <laughs> even though you, even though I love you and you help me out a lot, I I 
you know, I, I'm stingy and I wait till it's cheap. <laughs> but but anyway, so they send you a $3 credit every once in a while. And it seems to be about every other month or every three months you get one. And mm-hmm. I think their intention is that you would use that to rent a movie. And it kind of gets you in the habit of renting movies, right? You know, you kind of go, oh, this is kind of cool. Instead sure, of going sure. to Redbox or doing something like that where I have to remember to bring it back or I get screwed. Because, you know, Redbox, it's a $1.99 to rent the movie. But if you don't bring it back by tomorrow, it'll be $12. You know, <laughs> right. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but you're like, crap, I was one day late and it was $12. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> never going to be late again. You know, <laughs> I might as well have bought the movie at that point, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Redbox really screws you if you don't return those things within 24 hours. It's kind of nuts. But anyway, so um, I think Voodoo just makes it easier for you to rent movies. But what I do is I just save up the $3 credits till I have about 10 or $12 and then just buy a movie for free, oh, yeah, sure. you know, cause the other interesting thing is a lot of their brand new movies, they offer for 14 or 15 99 when they're all 19 99 in all the stores and on every other platform. And then, uh, so, and then if you wait like a month, they come down to like nine 99 a lot of times. So, you know, I think Voodoo's great. <laughs> but the viewing party, that was what you were really asking about. So, like, for, for Rogue <laughs> One, for Rogue One, they just do this thing where they're like, okay, everyone come on at, say, 6 p.m. Eastern, you know, whatever time, 3 p.m. I think it was usually around 4 or 5 p.m. in the Pacific, and so the Eastern guys and Pacific guys could watch it at relatively the same without going to having to go to bed, you know, mm-hmm. but they go, everybody hit play right now on their Twitter, you know? So everyone hits play and hopefully you're synced up, you know, cause you don't, you hopefully you didn't go, Oh crap. Did they just say play? And you're like five seconds behind everybody else because <laughs> it kind of screws you up if you are. But, um, what's really fun about it is you just have the, the Twitter up on your like iPad, on a thing so you can kind of see it while you're watching the movie and you'll just see all the people chatting in the feed about it, you know, about the different scenes. And they sometimes have guests like actors and other people like, um, it's kind of like when they did the, uh, the premiere of star Wars rebels one of the times and they had, um, Sarah Michelle Geller on because she was the seventh sister. So she was in the chat with everybody. Nice. You know what I mean? As everybody was watching it. So it's like they do that kind of stuff a lot. You know, so you'll see the actors. Oh, I loved filming this part because of blah, blah, blah. And then everybody will ask them a question or respond with something, you know. And, you know, so hopefully Mm -hmm. you've watched the movie before you see it. Because if it's your first time watching it, you're going to be distracted by all the stuff going on on Twitter. And uh, it's all hashtag voodoo viewing party. And, uh. So you can follow along. You just stay in that hashtag, you know, and keep watching the different tweets go by. And uh, <laughs> so you would miss half the movie if it's your first time watching it and be like, I'm totally freaking lost. What the hell's going on? So it, you got to do it with a movie that you've already seen at least once. <laughs> you know? But um, well, the you. Star Wars one was just a blast. I mean, I, I had so much fun. And I think for Force Awakens, when they did that one, they even had like J.J. Abrams and them in there or Kathleen Kennedy or one of them was in there for force awakens and that was really cool they barely talked but it was cool just knowing they were in the group you know i think they sure. said one or two things probably only at the beginning maybe right and then they well for all we know they just left after that 
So um, I have an off topic, or, or, or a show question, a geeky show question, an off topic type one. Um, do you guys did you guys watch Twin Peaks, and are you excited for the new ones coming out? I watched them when I was a kid. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead, John. You want to go? I can. You can go. You can go first. I, I, I watched them when I was a kid, uh, the first time round. Uh, I know my my dad was kind of like into it, but uh, but for me, it just it, it didn't really hook me. Uh, mm-hmm. At that point, I uh, tried watching it again on uh, Netflix. I think it was. Yes, and it's there. Just was not my bag. It was just like it, it had this kind of really slow burn plotting pace that was a little hokey and it was just it, yes. it, it it just didn't really didn't really win me over huh see i can almost mirror that right now but when i saw it the first time so basically i did not see it when it was on television okay someone introduced me to it later on and i had borrowed all the vhs tapes if i believe it was oh yeah and um, so I was watching them probably one or two episodes a night, and it really hooked me back then. So that was probably in the 90s, I would imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. when I don't even remember when it came out, but it was before I went to Seattle. You know, I know it was before I moved from New York to Seattle, so it had to be at least 17 years ago, if not a little bit longer. And it really grabbed me. I mean, it hooked me. I was like, like X-Files hooked, you know, it was yeah. like the greatest thing in the world and I loved it. And that's between that and Dune is where I fell in love with, uh, number one, Lynch's stuff. I mean, phenomenal. Right. And then number two, Kyle McLaughlin. Right. Was, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I do have to mirror what Rob was saying, because I do know that the new, Something new is coming out, right? I don't know if it's yes, it's on Showtime. Showtime, yeah. Is it a continuation of the story, or are they revamping it, or what's going on here? Well, they're going to use the same characters. Well, I mean, obviously, if they're alive and whatnot, I think they're using Cooper and um, I think Lynch. So it's it's coming back. Well, David Lynch was the uh, director, writer, guy, producer, dude. Yes, 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 yes. So, um. So it must be like a continuation then, like they're coming back 25 years later or something. Right, right. right. And okay. um, and if anybody is interested in the breakdown and someone's opinion on it, I know um, uh, Mike is blogging about all the episodes. Okay. And that's just... On his blog, yeah. I think he's on season two. That's michaelgmunz.com, right? Yes. Yeah. He's, so, dot, he's dot com, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He does guest geek also on there, which is fun. Yes. But so I will say that knowing that this was coming up, I did see that it was on Netflix or something, right? It is. Yeah. And I started watching it again. And I went, holy crap, this is a boring show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God it's not just me. By 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 like the third episode, I was like, I cannot watch this at all. What the hell was going on? Why did I think this was so good when I was young? Oh, okay. And I don't know if it's because I partially know what's going on and how it ends mm. that because of knowing the ending and knowing what's going on, it makes the rest of the show pointless. But 
I or will... if it just really was a boring show, and the only reason I liked it was because I was a kid who didn't know any better. <laughs> well, I will have to say, I had a friend on Twitter mention it to me like uh, last year or the year before, and so I watched it, and I got sucked in by the story, and I thought it was quirky and hokey a little bit in parts but I got sucked in and then I started watching it again like I don't know a couple months ago just for the heck of it and yes because I know what happened but there's so many characters on there that I wanted to hit with a baseball bat because I'm like oh (laughs) you know and but there's some I love you can nobody cannot love Coop Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah Coop is great. Yeah, and the little the little guy's cool too, right? Yes, it's it's like Josie Packard. Oh, I just oh, I wanted to throw yeah. her in the ocean. Um, <laughs> I wanted to throw what's her name on? Uh, not Laura, because Laura died. Um, sorry, people. Um, well, uh, that's the whole point of the film right. was trying to figure out who she who how she died and right. Why, it's her right? friend with the brown yeah. hair. Gosh, why isn't her name coming to me? I wanted to throw her. Her, huh? No, I'm just messing. No, um, her <laughs> and that, not, oh, I can't even think of the guy on the motorcycle now. Huh, you're horrible. You know, know, let's just leave it Agent Cooper, okay? Thanks. This, this show, I, I think he, to me, made the show, and you wanted to watch because you wanted to see what donut he liked, and I don't know. <laughs> I... I, I I, I think that's why I love it. So I think I'm really excited kind of to watch what they're going to do with this new stuff. But, you know, and so and I think what's the, the little um, airbrained, high-pitched voice uh, secretary, police secretary? She's supposed to have had a baby. And, you know, I want to see. Like, there's a couple things I want to see like that. But, like, you know, there's... Yeah. There's just a couple of, of, you know, characters, and I'm like, oh, please don't bring them back. <laughs> well, my see, the thing is, is I don't mind what they do with bringing whoever back, but but I, I think I will give it a shot. I mean, I don't have Showtime, so I can't really watch it right away. But when I'm able to, I'm going to give it a shot because I do remember as a child loving the show, like I said in the beginning. So I'm curious what they do, and if it's sort of more modernized and up to date then maybe i can just live with the childhood memory of it and forget how recent watch made me feel like it was boring as hell um and and maybe it'll be because it's more modern and up to date it'll be uh really really good you know because it's kind of the same thing like i have a hard time going back and watching the x-files and i know half the world out there just now wants to shoot me because i've I've never seen it so and maybe it's because i've seen all the episodes maybe if you haven't seen any you'll go like it but i absolutely loved the x-files and couldn't wait for another episode to come on and there was one of the guys i worked with in the lab at xerox that every time a new episode was on we'd spend half the day talking about it while we were working you know and uh i was in a microelectronics lab with him at xerox when i worked at xerox back in webster new york and it was like him and I would just spend half the day in the lab talking. I mean, we were working while we were talking, but it's like, cause you know, it's, it's easy to do that when you're just staring into a microscope playing with super tiny electronics, you know? And, uh, so <laughs> we loved it and we followed it, you know, every week, but I've gone back and watched it on Netflix and 
I can't watch any of the alien ones that are connected. The only ones I really like are the monster of the week ones, you know, the ones that what the one that had that big long storyline where the, with all the aliens and the black goo in their eyes and yeah, all their sister being abducted and then and then uh, uh, Scully being abducted and her baby was stolen and the bees were carrying alien pathogens and goo crap and you know it was like caveman weirdos running around with alien blood in them and then yeah I was like that whole entire plot line. That kind of was sort of running through and then taking over the complete the show by season four. That was terrible shit. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked it when terrible. I was younger. So I'm like, it's another one of those things where I loved it when I was younger. But now that I watch it as a, I don't know, 40 year old weirdo or something, I'm like, what the crap? This wasn't good at all. You know, <laughs> no wonder none of the movies or anything can make it stick when they come back, you know. Now, oh, uh, granted, the most recent television stint of what was like eight or ten episodes, that was pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But they didn't go back into the alien stuff. They just did like uh, Monster of the Week, which was cool. And and that happened with Fringe. Fringe in the beginning sort of was a Monster of the Week kind of thing. But then they had to tie in this whole other dimension and... By the third season, like it lost everybody and got canceled because I'm like, well, yeah, you went off on this stupid tangent that was just dumb as hell. You know, Fringe started out like a fantastic oh. show and then went to crap. You wow, know, I, I absolutely hold the polar opposite idea about that. I thought that the first season was really kind of mediocre and very, very overdone and just just kind of like very uh, typical, I guess. You know, kind of like the first season of uh, like Supernatural, or like Lazy Monster of the Week, and that it didn't wind up doing like, like super interesting stuff between the two worlds. That, that's where I thought it got good and interesting. <laughs> I mean, I liked Leonard Nimoy. I was like, yay! <laughs> but uh, by the end, I mean that ending of the show was just—I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, I, I'll admit. But I mean, same that, with uh, heroes. I didn't even wind up getting to it uh, to the ending because of. Was that when they had like the big writer strike and and all that other stuff? Uh, no, that was the, on? here. Heroes was the one that suffered from the writer strike. Oh, it suffered from more than just the writer strike. I'm pretty, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I suffered through it. You know, <laughs> more than uh, Heroes. It was like a fantastic first season, a great like second, if you can call it a second. Wasn't it like a half season for the second? And when he was in the samurai stuff, and then all of a sudden it went to that circus. And when they got to the circus, that whole show just went to crap. And then it got canceled, of course. And, you know, and then they did Heroes Reborn, which was great, you know, because they got rid of all that junk. I think they realized it. So but then again, they only went like eight or ten episodes as a trial. And Mm -hmm. I don't think enough people gave it a chance, you know. Well, after the, you know, ever living cluster was the first series, I I don't blame them whatsoever for not giving them a chance. I mean, I didn't give them a damn chance because they squandered every bit of goodwill that they had built up with that first season over the course of the next like two. Yeah. It it was just, it was, I mean, I I would argue that the second season was, was hot flaming garbage pile. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, that, that first season they blew their wad. Like, like that was the good stuff right there. And, and, and everything after that was just like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Um, Uh, Speaking of canceling, Christina's got to get out of here. So I'm canceled. 
Bye, guys. <laughs> All right, whoever that weird girl was that was hanging out with us in this show just got canceled. So goodbye. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, it was a pleasure, Christina. Thanks for joining us for a little while. All right, bye. Keep it, keep it geeky over there, all right? All right, now we can talk about her behind her back, Rob. Yay. Yeah, there you go. Shoot. Uh, nah, I just, I'll, I'll go for a couple, a couple more minutes and then I'm out of here as well. So. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm good whenever. But yeah, so it was kind of cool because um, the next things I have for the for the projector is I have an old Spider-Man cartoon, and uh, I I can't wait to see how cool that looks. It's from like 1955. Oh, fun, fun. <laughs> real, real to real, eight millimeter. This is going to be awesome. And then yeah, that's and then that Star Wars thing. I, I I and I'm and I'm I have been it has been requested of me. That when I, I mean, it was requested about five or six years ago when I was in Seattle. Still, that whenever I get those things working, they want a uh, ver. They want me to tape them with the phone, and then put them up on YouTube. And I just checked the uh, licensing agreements for Star Wars, and from what I understand, that no longer it fell it through the cracks and it is no longer a it is a free agent kind of thing that version this black and white uh it's kind of it's kind of like the holiday special they don't give a shit about it you know what i mean yeah 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 so because apparently (laughs) holiday apparently nobody wants to watch it so um it might be free for me to put it up there. I won't do any like advertisements or commercial things, of course, to make any money off it because I think then they would come and kill me. But I think yeah, I, can, I can put only it up. Your sleep. Yeah, that's true. So I would never know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A quick jot to the back of the neck and I'll turn into mushy goo like those guys in X-Files, right? <laughs> Bringing it or all the, back. <laughs> like the, the, the people watching X-Files. I, that, that's what happens is they just turn into mushy goo after a while. Uh, so yeah, if, with any luck, that will be up on the uh, YouTube channel. So yeah. Cool. Unless they change their minds and go, wait a minute, this really is still going to be under our copyright laws. Bye. And then I'll have to take it down. But which well, happened, which has happened to two videos, by the way. So get this, you know, yeah. PlayStation four, right? You're familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. You own one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know how you can record the game as you're playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know how it's set up. So it automatically can post to YouTube or Twitch or whatever channel you're on. Right. Sure. Okay, so they had that thing where you could download old Star Wars games. So I got the Super Star Wars from the SNES, the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yep, I got the Bounty Hunter game that was on the computer on a PC back in the 90s. Uh, I think there was Dark Forces, the very first one from the 90s that was on your PC that was based on the Doom platform. Do you remember the ID software? I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was based on that platform, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had the pod Carbac, racing. They had the pod racing one that was on like the N64 or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and they had the feature for you to, it's like when I started playing the game, like it, like a lot of, like my thing is set up to do, it says, do you want to like go to di- play and go directly to YouTube? You know, and my YouTube channel's connected to the PlayStation, you know, so the Super Awesome Geek Show YouTube channel. That's why you see a lot of Battlefront stuff up there, because 
will be playing Battlefront and it'll be posting to YouTube, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, and a lot of times what I do is I cut it, you know, afterwards down to the cool spot that like if I died from falling into the carbon freeze chamber or a ad at stepped on me. So you don't have to watch like the whole thing of us running around and blowing shit up before you get to the funny part, you know? Sure. Because I like the goofy parts that I did something stupid on, and then that's what I think is funny. So when people would watch, you know. But anyway, uh-huh. so all of those games that I got, those 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 men- those aforementioned uh, retro kind of games, if you can, I guess you can still you can start calling '90s games retro, right? Sure. Yeah, and uh, so. They went up on YouTube, just like any other game that you play on PlayStation. And there's no commercials. There's no, you know, you don't make any, there's nothing before any of those game things because they own, those companies own the rights to those games and they look at it as free advertising for the game, you know. So -hmm. they don't want you making any money off it by posting your own ad before it, you know, like you can with a video that you yourself create, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I get a notice in the email saying that two of those, the pod racing one and the bounty hunter one were pulled by LucasArts, Lucasfilm slash Disney. And they, 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 they ripped them and took them off of my YouTube, off the YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and YouTube of, you know, their, their email was very nice and apologetic in a sense. and, And they were like, don't worry about it. It doesn't reflect negatively on you at all. It's just our screening process, and and they they wanted these games taken down and blah blah blah. So we had to do it across the board, you know. But I'm just like, well, then why the crap did PlayStation allow you in the first place to have them linked to your YouTube channel so they would go up automatically? It's not like I posted them on purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I think you're talking about you know just just two completely different entities and and just not considering each other. It's it's just it, it, it's I think that that uh, uh, I mean Lucas did their did their own thing where 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 they decided to pull a bunch of you know the, where they did a content sweep on YouTube, you know, and that has nothing to do with the fact that that the PlayStation has the ability to put up you know gameplay and whatnot. I mean. In the, they're, they're again two completely you know separate entities and whatnot. Uh, it just you just happen to be caught in the convergence of the two. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? It's just like they they don't really have anything to do with each other. Yeah. I guess I kind of like, and the games are no longer available either. I noticed too. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even get those two games anymore off the PlayStation Store. So I was kind of like, did PlayStation put them up? like without their knowledge <laughs> i'm like how could they do that you know or, or maybe it was just like a special thing for a week or something during like one of the you know i, I think it was when the rogue yeah, i think yeah. it was when rogue one was it was probably back in december when rogue one released and maybe they were just having a special where they were releasing a number of old games and then they were like after this week's done you're done and then if anything get up, went up on youtube it got pulled you know oh yeah they do that kind of stuff all the time uh, you know, like I, I, the, I've picked up things that are definitely no longer available anymore. They have a lot of stuff that's like uh, limited time release or were only done for like, you know, pre-order things or, or blah, 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 blah. You know, so, so they, they have a lot of conditional releases. I see. Okay. Because I could still play the game locally on my system because it's like downloaded to the system. But it's yeah, like totally. It, it no, I notice it no longer... 
uh, posts or connects to the online stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They probably got rid of the servers. Yeah. So, you know, like the pod no racing one, it. you know? Yeah, it was kind of like when uh, like Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That was a, a game that that uh, you know where they uh, eventually just pulled all server support. That you can't get it anymore. You can't download anything for it. It's just it's a dead game except for you know how you play it yourself with that with that local copy you still have. Yeah, um, I loved those two games, one and two, both of those. I thought they were fantastic games. Oh yeah, for sure. I thoroughly enjoyed him. And I loved that. There was one Wolverine game that I really loved because he was like a just, it was a total like hack and slash Wolverine game. <laughs> he just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot I know. what, you know, I forgot what the subtitle was, but I mean, man, that was just freaking awesome because he just ripped the shreds out of everybody. <laughs> oh, and, and you see like chunks being ripped yeah. out of him and, and so on. He's just like healing as he's like running through the stage. Yeah, I know exactly which game you're talking about. I can't remember the title to save my life. It was kind of that same like above sort of back view. Not it's like that cross between Diablo and Tomb Raider. You know what I mean? Where you're yeah, yeah, it's you know, just like at, a third person, third person, uh, you know, like a uh, action platformer. Yeah, yeah, but you weren't quite behind the character. You were a little bit above him, but not as much yeah. as you are like in Diablo because he was still pretty big on your screen. You know? Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Rob. Any other All things right, to close on out? No, sir. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm pretty good. All right. Looking forward to going to SuperCon. This thing's turning out to be awesome. I, I am. I am excited about the guests. I get to meet a Klingon. Tony Todd is going to be there, man. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> the next. Uh, the next show that I'm doing uh, first week of June. Uh, over in Spokane called Lilac City. Uh, Tim Russ, uh, Tuvok from uh, oh. from uh, Voyager is going to be there. Yes, I have met him once before. Uh, it was at the Space Needle. That was cool. Yeah. He pretty cool guy? Oh, yeah. He was nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right on. He can be a little short sometimes, but it's not personal. It's I think it's just his personality, which fit for the character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like uh i can totally see why they cast him because he i think he almost has sort of that a little bit of that personality you know so i don't i don't think it was a difficult role for him to get into you know <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. but yeah so i mean don't take it personally i think it's just the way he is but he he'll answer and talk to you about anything it's pretty cool yeah well you gotta fair i'll be busy you know at my table most of the time anyway so yeah. it's not like i'm gonna be stepping away to to, to have long conversations with anybody <laughs> yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing ed mcginnis oh those batman oh, nice. the batman superman books are getting signed <laughs> nice nice so where is supercon uh it's fort lauderdale this time they've had <sighs> traditionally been doing it in miami but the whole miami center is being reworked and it's going to be okay. bigger, huger, stronger, faster, able to lift a car in a single bound, you know? Uh, I just figured the Miami Murderthon probably preempted it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it, too. No, you know? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then who else was I looking for? Oh, I'm looking forward to Schuster and two of the other guys from Marvel's Secret Wars. So... And I have like three or I have actually I've got five sets of the first Secret Wars run, but I only have three copies of number eight. 
<laughs> so I'm going to get two entire runs signed by all three guys. And then, nice. uh, so I'll have one, one personalized to me and one to keep for the future. If I ever do decide to sell a set with, sure. with number eight, because number eight's that cool one where Spider-Man gets his black suit. Yup. And, uh, Thanks to the bookstore, I was able to collect a million of them. And I've got like 10 copies of Crisis, you know, where uh, Supergirl gets d- killed. And they have that awesome cover of him uh-huh, holding on uh-huh. to Supergirl, you know. And oh, uh, yeah. two of the guys who did that are going to be there. So I'm going to get like, I'll probably bring three or four copies of that and get them all to sign them. Very nice. To, uh, do one set personalized, of course, and then the others just to have in case when I'm 70 or 80, I want to sell some I can. Retirement. <laughs> Retirement, you know. Not only do there I not only do I play the stock market, but I also play the toy and comic market for my uh, <laughs> retirement plans, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. And then uh, the co-creator of Rocket is going to be there from Hulk. Is it 241? Was that Rocket's first I, appearance? Well, yeah, uh, technically it was. Um, he had two earlier appearances, but uh, they were not in comics. They were in the magazines. Ah. And, and his name at that point was uh, technically Rocky Raccoon. Oh, uh, so so uh so the his first appearance is Rocket Raccoon is that issue of the Hulk. Okay, yeah. I was I was actually like I got to dig through my comics and see if I accidentally have that copy cuz <laughs> uh, cuz when I got I got Hulk 180, 181 and 182. Oh, nice. And then I and then as I saw those Hulks come in at the store that I used to work at and, you know, they'd be thrown in the quarter bin or something or 50 cent bin. I was buying them up because I was like, well, it'd be pretty neat to if I start the run at 180, you know, yeah. cause that was the earliest issue I had owned. And I was like, so I was mm-hmm. going up through the 200s and into the 300s and and getting them as I could, because, again, a lot of those issues in the 200 to 300 range, just like Captain America and Iron Man at that time and all that. Most of them are, I mean, they're really not worth much more than 50 cents or a dollar, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that era is just like a lot of comics that are really worth nothing, you know? Except for those yep. couple key issues. But I'm like, it, it occurred to me when I saw that he's going to be there. Uh, Giffen, right? Keith Giffen, right? Is that, that his, particular one? Is that his God, name? I, I, think. I thought it was... Well, the the guy who's um the the guy who fully created him is like ninety three and he's on his deathbed from what I understand. So, uh, they they wheeled him oh, in because it was Bill Mantlo. Yeah, uh, is the guy, uh, and he was in a really awful accident. Exactly, back in that's, the oh, that's early nineties. You're right. That's what it was. It was. I think he was in an accident yeah. in ninety three. That's why I had the ninety three in my head. That's yeah, right. he got uh, he was uh, like on rollerblades, and he got hit by a car, suffered major brain, brain trauma. trauma. Yes, and, they, and I remember uh, hearing that they wheeled him in to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, so he could watch it, and uh, he loved it. But um, it's it's difficult for him to get around; he can't do shows or do anything. But I guess oh he, god, no, he's bedridden. He, I mean, they yeah. they they brought a copy to him. Is I that what it was? Actually, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, they did the same thing for the first one, and for the longest time, he'd been languishing in this terrible uh, home 
because that's what insurance would pay for. Uh, he was making some really great progress the first couple years because he was in a, a really good home and he was actually able to start writing again a little bit. And then insurance did the big old, you know, middle finger that it normally does. And they forced him into another home that didn't uh, have any, any kind of specialty or experience basically dealing with what his particular trauma was. Um, and so he was stuck there for ages. And then after the guardians or while the guardians movie had been, uh, uh, had been uh, under production, there was a, a little bit of a movement that started going, uh, to try and get him uh, credit and and so on, uh, and uh, his brother uh, was was a real kind of a, a spearhead for that, and uh, uh, so 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 uh, ultimately uh, we don't know exactly what what the what the uh, kind of not settlement per se, but but uh, what uh, the words of the brother is that they are taking good care of him now. That's good, uh, good to hear. Basically, so well, so I think yeah. I think that's what part of the if you've ever been to a big show, a lot of the guys that have been around for a long time, especially I mean Bob Layton, right Iron Man guy, he's very big into doing it. Um, have they have a little tiny cup or a little plexi box or something next to their yeah. Head. And there's always hero thing, yeah saying save you know help out some of these older guys that never got the royalties or the rights to their characters like we do today you know yep and yep. Uh, and you know they're still being used and these guys are getting nothing so they do help them out when they're you know and that's that's why it's always good to at least throw a dollar in there if you can't do anything else and you know every little bit counts you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. between Hero Initiative and Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, I mean, though those are the two that that most artists or writers will, you know, have at their desk, and they're both fantastic uh, charities. Yeah. So hopefully that's you know I'm hoping that maybe some of that was able to help him out, you know. But I guess what yeah. happened was he created the character, and then Keith, if I got his name right, Keith Griffin. Oh, Keith uh, Griffin was the artist. Oh, the artist. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, that he's the one who's going to be there, and uh, there's they show Hulk, I think two forty one, and Rocket's on the cover all, Wah! you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he looks like a big old cartoon character, basically. Yeah, and uh, is it two forty one or is it two seventy one? I can't remember. I know it was two and a one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in that range, but I'm not very good with the issue numbers anymore. I yeah. used to be way better about. I, that. I could look it up, but I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you guys can all bash us, all you listeners, saying, What the crap? He's not gonna look it up while he's on the show. What a lazy ass. Yep, I'm tired. <laughs> um, and we're a three hour time difference between the two of us, too. Yes. A three hour time difference. <laughs> Sit right back and I'll tell you a tale, a tale of some geeky guys. Jesus. <laughs> uh two seventy one. It is 271. 271? All right. You looked it up? All right. All right. Yeah. See, there was yeah, a two I, and a one in it. <laughs> I couldn't let it go. What can I say? Yeah. So I'll have to look and see if I have it. If I do, I'll get it signed. If I don't, eh, well, well. Because now yeah, it's I probably gotta... gone to the point of like from a 50 cent comic to a $500 comic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know about uh, about five years ago, it was already up to about 30, 35 bucks for a, for a really nice kind of minty one. That was before the movie came out. Before the movie came out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knew it was coming, right? Is that that? I think that's why it started. Oh, going people up. had 
People had known it was coming for quite a long time at that point, but they weren't really sure many details. So I, I think that uh, I think at that point they were they were kind of hedging their bets between uh, between the original team and then the Abnett Landing team from 2008. And then when when more stuff started coming out, you know, when when they said you know that Pratt got the role of like Star Lord instead of say like Star Hawk, you know, you kind of knew which direction they were going at that point, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, and yep. Um, well, the new one had some of the. Well, wait, it was only in the uh, after credit scene, right, where they had the, oh, some of the original Guardians, huh? Oh, they had a whole. They had them uh, through the movie. Oh, uh, they, they did. Have okay. them together, because like, because uh, you had uh, Martin X and, and Starhawk show up fairly early on. You know, they they were together uh, when when they were crapping on Yondu. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know the, the the Chinese gal turned out to be Alita. Um, and then who else was there? Uh, I think, uh, Ving Rhames was supposed to be Charlie 23. Cause I mean, he was just enormous, like, like pretty much as like wide as he was tall. Um, and Charlie 20, 23, 27, Charlie 27. I hope, uh, what? 20 number. Was, He's a 20 number. Yeah, There's a two yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he was raised on Jupiter. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're. Uh, they've evolved over the years to 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 be able to deal with that kind of crazy ass gravity, yeah. uh, you know. So so that's all I could think of is that he had he's got to be you know Charlie twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, I mean the uh, the the funky lizard uh, dude I think shows up a little later in the Abnett and Landing run, or it might be later on in the Valentino run. I really don't remember. Who the hell that funky lizard dude is? Like, um, didn't look familiar to me, but but well, looked familiar, but not enough to to. Yeah, they 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 look a little. Di- they all look a little different than the comic book versions. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did, I did notice when I saw. Maybe I just saw a picture of them standing together, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of knew. So I just did a quick search on eBay. So uh-huh. everyone, everyone is asking. From ninety nine dollars and above for Hulk two seventy one. Okay, what's it actually selling for? But if you go and click sold listings, mm-hmm. forty five dollars or less. Yeah, going all the way down to thirty two. So mm-hmm. it still really is a thirty to forty dollar comic book, but you got a lot of insane people asking for, and th- that was like this one just sold for thirty four only two days ago. So. Well, here- but you know how it is, man. All the value, all the crazy value on any of these key books are all in the top tens. So, you know, anything over a 9.2. That's uh, true. Yeah, you know, that's true. So, so your average book, I mean, even if it's raw uh, like that, it's it's just yeah. not going to sell anywhere near as much because it's not, you know, graded out and certified. Yeah. There's a lot of them that are graded on there, too, that are selling. They're up for sale. They're not selling, I'm saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Up for sale, yeah. Yeah, the the my copy is like really really beautiful, but it has a slight uh, print uh, misalignment on the cover. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. It happened a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, it happened all the time in like the 80s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so I don't know if that would knock it down. I'm I'm debating whether or not to get my slabbed or not. You know, you can always try. Now that they've changed their process and it's not outrageously expensive, 
um, like it was when I got my Hulk 181 signed. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Hulk 181 is such a high value book. You they know? want they the the CGC there. Okay, there was a guy standing right next to Len Wine, and I got. Does I say his last name or is it Ween Wine or I Wien? don't know. Okay, I'm not sure. But anyway, so I was, he was standing watching him sign it, and he signed it in the purple of Hulk's pants because I I, I personally don't like it when they sign over the title of the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, find somewhere else, please, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so he signed it in the purple of his pants. It says to John from Len Wine. He's like Hulk out or something like that. He says on it. I don't know. Uh-huh. But um, you know, but I was getting it signed because he was the Wolverine creator in a sense, right? And uh, the CGC guy, right as soon as I turned around, he goes, "You want to go over and get that certified, and then we'll we'll send it to our thing and get it locked in a case for you and have it graded and all that stuff." And since I ver, I witnessed this signature, it can be verified. And I was like, "Oh, sure, why not? That sounds cool. How much does it cost?" And he goes, "Well, it'll be about three hundred dollars just from looking at the condition of the book because we do it as a percentage of the value that we price the book at." Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I didn't even spend that to get this book. I'm not going to spend $300 just to have you put it in a plastic case. you know. And now <laughs> yeah, they've it, changed the process. It's like a flat fee instead of doing a, a percentage. You know what I mean? They still do a percentage depending on the type of book. I mean, if it's a high-value book. Well, maybe they do then, if it's a really high-value book, yeah. but Yeah, because you got to figure that the, the vast majority of books are probably going to fit under their first tier, which is like, you know, cost like 18 20 bucks or something like that plus shipping. But that that's for a book valued under $100 at the modern book. So I believe it has to be past 1980. And, and that's going to be the vast majority of, of like catch-all books for, for that category. But, but for, you know, like Hulk 181, you know, that, that, that's a book that I've personally seen sell for five figures. Oh, yeah. You know? I know. So, so, so for something like that, I mean, uh, if they're you know, certifying the grade and, and, and whatnot, uh, you, you know as well as I do that that brings a 20 30% premium on on the sale of that book yeah. if, if you're commoditizing the book to sell it you know i i don't see that 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 cost that they were asking was was unreasonable but if it but if it's something where you're looking to to you know still have it open and read it and you know look at it and 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 you know not sell it further down the line then then why bother i had it personalized to me which it means exactly. that it's in my collection forever you know what i mean exactly so it's not it was something that i was like well i don't really care i'm just going to have it in my double mylar sleeve with a mylar backing and a mylar block and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, but if you're you looking know, to turn it around if you're so, looking to turn that around yeah. then i that that is a perfectly reasonable ask because you're you're going to get you know uh, hundreds if not maybe you know a couple thousand dollars more Especially, just because it was certified. I just looked it up too since I got the thing open now and I stopped being lazy and yeah, especially seeing these prices for Hulk 181. Yep. Holy crap. I made yep. a good trade. Oh, I did a good trade. I'm so sorry, Scott, from uh what was this? The one stop toy shop in Seattle, Washington. Well, I think that you made out like a bandit. <laughs> yeah, I brought him two or two to two, two and a half boxes full of Star Wars uh, green cards. Do you remember from the 90s? Those things from 95, 96, 97. The muscle men, Star Wars guys that came oh, out. 
vaguely, but to be perfectly honest, Star Wars figs were not my thing. Yeah, they were the ones nobody wanted and nobody liked. And at the very most, people were getting maybe 3 to $5 for each one packaged. And when you bought them, they were like nine ninety nine. So we all totally lost our shirts on those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they had horrible sculpts. But at the time, it was the only Star Wars figures that were around. For so, so for some of us huge Star Wars fans, we were like, well, I, I want them because they're, you know, Star Wars is coming back. And at that point, Kenner still owned it. So they had the Kenner logo on them, you know. And then, uh, and then when it flopped... That line basically flopped and it caused them to go down so much that Hasbro was able to purchase them and then make really cool figures. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they had always been dregs, you know, but uh, he he loved them. He was like, well, I, I, I sell these things to little kids for three to five dollars. And it's great because the parents come in looking for the collectible items and the kids always want something. But the parents don't want to buy like a. collectible toy for their son to play with and rip apart. So they go, well, you can pick one of those $3 ones off the shelf and the kids go crazy for them. So he, he was like, I'd, I'd love to do that. And so I got one of those vintage series, not the actual vintage R5 D4, but you know how they came later on with those vintage series ones. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then I got the full round bubble pack R5 D4. That was a more modern 2000 X series figure. Um, so I got two R5D4s and then Hulk 181 for the trade, just a flat up trade. And, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it years later, I'm like, crap, I got the better end of the deal on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think just the Hulk 181 alone was worth a lot more than that, uh, box, couple boxes of green carded Star Wars figures, you know? Yeah. Well, well, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Hey, it was worth it for him at the time, you know? He wouldn't have done the trade if it wasn't, you know what I mean? Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's so. that's what you have to, what you always have to remember, is yeah. that uh, these folks wouldn't make a trade like that if it wasn't in their best interest. Exactly, so. And at, at the, that at, point in time. At the time, he made out like a bandit, you know, so. <laughs> exactly. But, and, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, you know, th- that that's the thing that, that. With, with like CGC and people with with uh, you know signed books and everything like that, it's 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 a kind of a mixed bag because there's folks who do you know uh, do it you know the for your reasons, which is because you're a big fan and you want this as part of your collection, and then there's a huge market of folks who do it just to squeeze every penny that they could possibly get out of uh, you know something that we love that they've commoditized. Yeah. You know, and and so I can entirely understand why why you have creators who have started to charge money, uh, particularly for CGC books. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. or have uh, started to deny uh, who will just not work with CGC anymore because of the problems that it brings them. Or they're cutting uh, down where they're like, I've seen a lot of the big, the popular guys like cutting down to where they're like, I'll only sign ten books. Where in the mm-hmm. past, someone could come up with 100 or 200, and they just sit there all day signing for one person. Oh. And, and <laughs> I will say that if you bring 100 or 200, really, if you bring 50 books up to a person to sign, you are an asshole. Yeah. There's just, just like, like <laughs> there, there's no, no bones about it. Like, I'm not mincing any fucking words here. You <laughs> are an asshole because the other 500 people waiting in line want to get their book signed too damn it <laughs> oh yeah and every single one of them who's standing behind you wants you to die yeah. 
<laughs> well, like they they want you to catch on fire so that they can stomp your body out on the way to getting their book signed. Because most of the guys only have one in their hand, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was behind some prick who had a, like a dolly. Yes, like, like, I've seen literally, those. Literally, yes. like a friggin' dolly, like like with with stacked with short boxes. Yeah, he's got like twelve short boxes stacked on this like u-haul or a forklift and he's like carrying it around behind him it was ridiculous this guy um i think it was a like a jeff john signing or or something like that um i had a single book (laughs) and and honestly i didn't even have that single book when i first stood in line um i just wanted to go up there meet the dude shake his hand and potentially get a uh, a commission from from Dunn's Mankey and pat gleason uh, yeah. <laughs> um but then you know some in line and uh, they have a couple free v issues that that he was uh, that he was handing out and stuff and so so i got one of those and this guy in line that i did a solid for was like oh hey take this you know so i got like a book signed right yeah the dude in front of me literally had one of those goddamn and he broke out a short box <laughs> a short box he wanted every single green lantern signed every single yes. <laughs> he wanted it not just from 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 uh um from uh, 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 uh brightest uh, darkest uh, white yeah yeah john's uh, but uh, he wanted it from everybody down the entire line Ugh. And oh, you, sir, are a gigantic asshole, and I personally hope that you die. Um, <laughs> my God, um, yeah, that, that that happens way too often, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I, like I said, I have noticed that a lot of those guys are limiting it to ten, or if they do have a pile, they go, "Please wait till the line's done." Yeah, if I have time. I'll sign what I have time for. You know, which I think is totally fair. Uh, yes, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. And 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 even I, I don't think that anybody should complain about a limit of like five or ten books, you know. Yeah. I, I think mean, the if... most I've ever gotten from one person is five. I think yeah. when I bring these um these uh, Secret Wars series, I think that'll be the most I've ever got signed from one group of mm-hmm. people. You know. Yeah, I, I have like a. I have a run of like six issues that that uh, I had a guy sign for me, but you know he was the writer on all six. Uh, oh, okay. I, I there was one time when I was like seventeen, where I had a small stack of uh, uh, like spawns signed by Greg Capullo. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, and, and there were like I don't know. Uh, I, I even tried to live it. It's like, look, hey, I got this stack here, but like here, you know, if if you'd sign like these five or six, I'd really appreciate it. And he like just took the entire stack out of my hand and was just like, <laughs> no, you're a fan. You're here. We're signing this. And I'm just like, dude, you're awesome. Uh, yeah, there, so, there so was like bad about that. One of the guys I went to, I had like five or six comics. You know, like I said, most of the time, if I have S, that'll be the largest stack that I have. But he was like, how come you don't have number one? Why why, why are you picking out these random comics? And I'm like, well, they're for me, and I like the art on these particular covers mm-hmm. that you did. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, I don't care if it's a key issue. 
I particularly like this image that you drew, so I would like you to sign this particular copy. Like, it's number 18, you know? And he's like, what the hell? Nothing happened at 18. Why the hell do you want me? This is the first time I've ever signed this one. Why do you want me to sign it? And I'm like, because <laughs> I liked the cover. The artwork's cool. <laughs> and you did the artwork, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, oh yeah, that's that's how I am. I'm like, if I like the cover and I like your art style and the way you drew this, then yes, I want that particular cover signed because it's cool. I don't care if it's the key issue or number one or whatever, because on number one, I'm sorry, but number one, the artwork sucked. I didn't like that particular picture, you know, so why get number one signed by you? You know, I'll get number one signed by the author, the writer, but not maybe the artist. I pick out the ones that I like the art on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or yeah, the particular totally. way he drew that particular cover, not to say you know like same with like with Ed McGinnis. I'm gonna I'm picking out a bunch of the ones that he did cool cover art for, and I want to get those signed, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, it, and it's not gonna be like number one or you know number twenty five or any key issue or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's gonna be the ones that I just think I personally like that particular cover that he did, you know. Oh yeah, for or sure. Or maybe the interior art struck me a different way than some of the other ones he did, you know? So it's like, I pick out certain issues just based on my, what I find aesthetically pleasing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so yeah. Cause like, like you said, like Capullo, freaking phenomenal art, you know, holy cow, that guy's a good artist, you know, the, the, de- the attention to detail, the freaking, all the little bits he puts in that you don't mm-hmm. have to put in, but he does, you know? So, <laughs> yeah he, he's a hatching monster and did when when especially when he was doing spawn you know oh yeah 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 so, well because he was he was kind of learning from the from the uh the master of that yeah <laughs> so you know of course you're gonna pick those ones that you particularly like and really like the the drawing that he did or whatever you know oh yeah trust me i know i, I just <laughs> Uh, I just found a run today that I am like really, really wanting uh, to to get my hands on it in my collection. Now, did he start on? Did sorry, go back to Capullo and Spawn. Did he start on Spawn? I don't remember where he got his. Okay. You know his original I, start. That's where I first encountered him, but I, I, I don't recall where he started. And I remember I thought he, that he had done some stuff for 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 he had done some stuff for Marvel before that, right? Isn't that where he met up with? Did he work on Spider Man uh, at the same time? Is that kind of the deal? I don't think he worked on Spider Man. I think he worked more on the X Universe. Ah, okay. Um, like uh, if not X Men, then maybe like you know X Factor, X Force, something like that. Okay, okay. Um, uh, well, held you know through the mighty magic of the internet, we can figure that out really quick. Uh, ha ha ha. Quasar. He started out on Quasar. Oh, wow. Now, there's yeah, a guy you don't see much anymore. Wendell Vaughn. I always liked that character. I thought it was a really good book. Um, God, that must have been... What year was that? 1991. Wow. <laughs> they, they could squeeze him into the Marvel Universe now with all the outer space crap and everything. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and X-Force, yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. Apparently... McFarlane noticed his work on X-Force and uh, convinced him to jump ship and, and take over Spawn for him. So so McFarlane was just writing and he was drawing, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think McFarlane's still writing at, uh, at this point. Uh, last uh, 
last uh, issue had his name definitely prominently in the creators column at least. Is he still making toys? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. His company's definitely. still going strong, huh? Yeah, across the board from what I've seen. I mean, he, he with the toy thing, he really ventured or uh, branched out and did a ton of like sports related figures for the longest oh, time. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember that uh, now. And so that's why I lost track of him because I don't collect any sports figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's still doing I know he's still doing uh, um the 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 typical like spawn toys and whatnot, but he started doing uh, a bunch of uh, what are they uh, like, quote unquote, adult Lego. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So he has like a whole set of uh, a whole s- uh, set of like Walking Dead Legos that are kind of cool because they all have like an actual finish to them. They don't. When you're all done putting them together, they not not everything looks like you know a Peggy Wasteland. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which is is kind of cool. And, uh, he's got some Destiny stuff coming out soon, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Because um, I, God forbid, I still play that game every so often. Oh, uh, I'm well, waiting. Well, I'm waiting for number two, but but it just had, you know I I got like another five, four or five months. But uh, he's doing uh, a series of like a, a Titan Hunter Warlock. Uh, figs and like a uh, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who runs the uh, the Iron Banner. Uh, they, there's like a giant size fig of him that I'm actually pretty excited about. Um, other than that, I, I well, I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, and the, and he's still with Image for Spawn, right? Oh yeah, well he's one of the yeah. founders of Image. So well yeah, yeah. So I'd not imagine. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I. I I can't remember what what position they actually have him as at this point, but I, I know he's he's got to at least be on the board of directors or something. You know what I mean, right? Oh yeah, he's like yeah. you know I think like a senior vice president, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, you know whatever. Uh, he's definitely a big a big wig. Yeah, and uh, I do have to say, man, Image. I mean, whole oh, they're blowing it away with some of these more recent books. Oh yeah, they have for years. They've now. got yeah, they just. Knock it out of the park one after another. I mean, wow. And I can't get enough of Rick Remender. I can't get enough of, uh, you know, like Fiona Staples, like Saga. Holy crap. You mm-hmm. know, Rick Remender's low. I mean, almost everything Remender's done has been a, a hit. And that's all image, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, all of his creator-owned stuff has been... Uh, image, well, yeah. Not all of it, but, but most of it's been through image. He had... Uh, uh, fear agent through Dark Horse, which is that's right, really yep. fun, yep. Uh, kind of uh, uh, I don't want to say like space cowboy kind of thing, like uh, you know. It wasn't there something uh, in Boom. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's done something. It because yeah, I, I mean, he has a really, really. He, he's a prolific guy. Yeah. Well, he's a brilliant writer. I just can't get over some of his ideas, like Black Science. Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh. I'm like, whoa! That is such a good story. Yeah, I dig Black Science. Uh, then uh, his new book is uh, Seven to Eternity. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get to a store and get my subs going again because I, I've been out since February, so I have yeah. a lot of catch up to do. I missed the whole Marvel Darth Maul run, and that was a miniseries. And I'm like, I've heard from the guys that it was just freaking phenomenal. 
And, you know, I got gotcha. being a Star Wars fan, I'm like, oh, I gotta get it, you know. Sure, sure. But well, a lot of the stuff that I've seen them put out has been has been really good. I haven't read the Darth Maul one, but uh, I I am such a fan of the uh, of the Darth Vader series. It is just oh yeah, so that was, the ones I had read were good. Yeah, just so good. I mean, uh, it, they uh, that was the the first spot where where I've seen it in a while at least. Uh, where they where they really gave us that sort of like you know end of Rogue One Darth Vader, <laughs> <laughs> you know just like he is just utterly badass and very cunning. Uh, I, I love the fact that that he's you know dodging you know kind of shit from all sides, uh, you know from the Emperor. Uh, you know it's just it, it's such yeah. a it's it's just such a solid book. And that character Doctor Afra, I don't think anyone expected her to be such a hit. You know? No, no, not at all. And now, uh, and now she made the uh, the fan choice figure. She's coming out as an action figure by Hasbro. Oh wow, what a trip! She was the one that got voted by all the fans as the fan favorite figure. So, and I don't even think she was a consideration. It was like the writing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I I think they have a few in mind. Like when they're when they're going for it, when they start that stuff out. But it, and then there, but it's open to whatever you want to vote on. So I mean, like theoretically, everyone could vote for a different character, and every guy would have one vote, and then the person who got two votes actually wins. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think there was an overwhelming support for Afra, and and so she's coming out as an action figure. She won the fan vote, and it shocked me because I didn't. It wasn't even something in my mind either for a consideration. I was like. I was thinking movie characters, you know, and I, I voted for General Dodonna because I I don't have a good General Dodonna figure. And I was like, well, I want to see a modern one, you know, mm-hmm. and he fits with they're bringing back the vintage line. So I was like, it fits with that vintage line because Dodonna was in Star Wars, the first movie, and he was in Empire Strikes Back. And and then he was in Rogue One, you know, so I'm like, it fits in with what's going on currently He's going to be in Rebels, the cartoon. So I was like, General Dodonna is a good fit for today. And it's a, le- a rebel leader that we don't have enough figures of yet. We've, I think there's only one, if I remember right. And he was done so long ago, he's not that good of a sculpt. So I was like, let's do another General Dodonna and get ourselves a cool, you know. But um, I guess maybe I was the only one who thought that. <laughs> But I'm not upset. I think Dr. Aphra is a great idea because Aphra is a, a, a fantastic character. And I think it's one of those characters that took the world by storm and no one expected her to be so cool, you know? Oh, yeah. It'd be and, such I mean, a hit. Entourage. And, you know, and be such a hit, you know? Yeah, totally. And her little entourage is pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, BT and, and Triple Zero are <laughs> ridiculous. They're just like murder droids. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there's this one spot that's kind of brilliant where where uh, uh, where they completely like fool Luke. Uh, it's Triple Zero basically spray paints himself gold, and <laughs> and Luke is kind of a dumbass, so so <laughs> um, he totally winds up like zapping him from behind because uh, he just didn't even didn't even uh, uh, consider him yeah. no no not at all i'm just like oh my god he just took down like you know the 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 badass you know master of uh of the uh the force 
<laughs> the, uh, with with a can of spray paint. <laughs> it's incredible. What do they say? Like, is it murder, death, kill? Right? Is that the three? Yeah. 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 There you go. Those are those, those, are those robots. Triple zero and they're, they're like, and BT. BT. They're like murder bots. Trip or murder, death, kill. <laughs> yeah, they totally are. Uh, well, hey, Rob. On that point, let's uh, murder, death, kill this episode, and we'll see you next week. All right. Well, all right. in a couple like weeks, because. Next week, I'm going up to my mother's and we're because my brother will be down for a short visit. We're going to do Mother's Day together since my mother will, since my brother will be down here in Florida next weekend. So we're going to do Mother's Day for that next weekend. And cool. uh, so I'll probably won't talk to you again until June. But um, All right, sir. so everybody else, hope you had a good Mother's Day this past weekend and uh, say uh, yeah. keep it geeky to all your moms out there. All right. For sure, and if any of y'all are out in Spokane uh, on the weekend of June 2nd, come by and see me at uh, Lilac City. Yeah, Lilac City. They have lilaccitycon.com? I believe it's lilaccitycomiccon.com. lilaccitycomiccon.webs.com. Okay. But hey, I'll I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So uh, find Rob and say hi. Buy one of his prints. That's right. He's got some buy one good of art. shirts. <laughs> yeah, and a shirt. He'll have the shirts. That's right. That's right. You will by then, right? Uh, that is the that is the working theory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I'm at um, Florida SuperCon in July, I will look to see if there's a We Love Fine booth, and if there is, I'll hunt your shirts down. <laughs> well, hey, 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 sounds good. And uh, uh, chat it up with some of the people at the booth and just be like, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a podcast. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, all right, all my right. friend. You have a good Stay one. Stay well. Keep it geeky out there. And remember, say hi to your mom. Love your mom. Mothers do so much for us, more than you realize. And my mom, just for just for a quick one here, she was always the one when we were kids that would hunt down and try to find that Star Wars action figure that my brother and I wanted. And I specifically remember that when we saw the back of the very first listing for the, for the Return of the Jedi action figures, she was like, I want you both, me and my brother, to pick out the one, one guy to get right away before we do Christmas or birthday or any of these other special occasions. And I'll go out and try to find that one guy for you. And I picked the Gamorrean guard. And I think my brother picked, it was either Squidhead or an Ewok, but I can't remember exactly what it was. But um, it could have been Squidhead. Because I think the Ewoks were still blacked out. They, they inked black over the Ewoks because they were trying to keep them a secret for a little while. So mm. I really think he might have got Squidhead first. And I got um, the Gamorrean guard which I still have to this day. His feet, legs are okay. They're not that loose, but his arms are like roller coaster. You flip him around, you know, flip it. You just flip his arms around like spinny wheels. But she went and tracked down those figures for us, you know, store to store. Cause it took her a little while. She probably had to go to four to five, four or five stores to find the one that we wanted. She was always really good at hunting down that one guy that we wanted. And uh, mm-hmm. I love my mom for doing that kind of stuff. You know, they go above and beyond. And she still does to this day. I was driving around on May the 4th hunting because there are 12, count them, 12 GameStop stores in a 15-mile radius of the condo 
that I share <laughs> share with my father now. And I went to all 12 in the morning. First thing, um, they all opened at 10 a.m., so I was doing the rounds, and not a single store had any, not a single item on their May the 4th flyer. So it was a real bummer. But my mother, bless her heart, she drove around to the game stops that were up near her. She's about an hour and a half north of us and sent me a photo. I found your R5-D4. Oh. Just like when we were little kids. Mom still had it in her at 70 years old <laughs> to go <laughs> hunting for that one action figure that I just had to have, you know? <laughs> so, you know, they do more for us than you could ever, ever uh, thank them. I don't know. What, what am I trying to say there, Rob? You know? <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. Appreciate it, Mom. Love you to death. So happy Mother's Day. Keep it geeky out there, everyone. Hope you had a blast over the weekend with your mom. And we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Have a good night, Rob. Peace. Autobots roll out. Oh, hey. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!